It's time for the FinkelCast NFL Best Bets Contest. In terms of excitement level, if this contest was a World Series, it would be a four-game sweep. Featuring, he hates instant replay but thinks baseball is too slow, which basically makes him a 70-year-old hipster. It's Colin Burke. Plus, whatever his kooky strategy was last weekend, it worked. Because that dude went 5-0 last week. Oh, and he hates instant replay too. It's Jack Anchelis. And now, he's looking forward to Green Bay's matchup with Detroit about as much as Dodgers fans are looking forward to Astros championship apparel commercials. It's Joel Finkelman. Hello, everybody. Welcome into a special edition of the Finkelcast NFL Best Bets Contest. A I don't have a chair edition of the Finkelcast. A hey, holy crap, we actually did pretty well last week edition of the Finkelcast. As always, today I'm going to be joined by my favorite two guests, my only two guests, because it's pretty much how this podcast works. Colin Burke and Jack Angeles. Before we get to them, though, got to get all the stuff out of the way that I have to do. So right off the bat, I'll tell you if you're watching right now on YouTube.com/slash JoelDF, awesome. Hi, I'm waving to you. If not, go there, subscribe. You can get little notifications when I go live, and you'll be able to watch this live while we do it, or you can listen to it later on, I don't know, the iHeartRadio app. Just look for the Finkelcast. Any podcast app, just look for the Finkelcast. Once again, pretty consistent there. You can always check out the uh, the blog as well at thebig1070.com slash Joel, where I put, shocking, this podcast and other stuff, so go check that out. And finally... Uh, follow us on Twitter at Joel Finkelman. That's my Twitter handle. Colin's Twitter is Colin Q Burke, and then Jack Angeles. His Twitter is at Angeles. That's A N S H E L E S. So there we go. We got all that stuff out of the way. I can go ahead, bring my guest in here. So uh, we started off with Jack last week. So we'll start off with the seventy-year-old hipster this time, Colin Burke. How you doing, buddy? Uh, get off my lawn. I'm doing great. Uh, happy to be one of the two worst guests on the Finkelcast. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely bottom two of two. So there's that. All right, and we'll uh, we'll bring in. I mentioned in the intro, man. This guy, uh, I think he did this once last year. I thought he already did it once this year, but apparently not. Jack Anchelis with a five and zero week last week. Jack, how you doing? I uh, I do my best when I'm just shooting from the hip and let it fly. Dude, I, you do. Little right? Brett Favre. It's it's fair, man. I agree. Uh, what uh, do you remember? What your strategy was last week? Because I don't. Um, it was kind of a mixed bag of. Um, I had three games of the West Coast teams traveling east. Oh, that's what. It, yeah. And yep. I had two that just seemed pretty obvious. Yep. No, no. That's I forgot that that worked out pretty well for sure. And like right out of the gates, I was like, oh boy. Because I mean, I was watching Red Zone, and right out of the gates, it was pretty obvious that it was going to work well. Uh, anyways, I guess this is the part where we usually run down where we or how we did last week. So, Colin, I'll bring you in. How'd we do? Uh, Jack, as you said, five and zero. Oh, yourself four and one, and myself three and two. Yeah. Bringing our standings to Jack and I in the lead. Jack, huge gain there, nineteen twenty and one for the two of us. And Joel, you're one game behind, eighteen twenty one and one. Look, man, it's week nine, and we got ourselves a contest. I feel like last year when we did this, week nine, it was over. Like, Jack already had a 10-game lead, and it was it was just over. So I'm happy, man. That's that's good. And, uh, yeah, so wait, so overall, what did we go? Uh, what, 5-4-3? So, what, 12-3 and three last week? Man. That's right. That's a, That's got to be our best week of the year. That's fantastic. Great work all around. We're going to try to make it two in a row winners uh, because we've had, uh, before last week, we had some really rough ones. Let's just put it that way. Which is probably why we're all under 500, but you know, whatever. All right. Uh, with that said, 
I guess we can just kind of go ahead and get into the picks here. Uh, actually, no, wait, wait, tell you what, tell you what, uh, Jack, it's our, it's our news segment. We're busting it out. I don't have any, uh, I don't have any severe news beds or anything or any breaking news beds. I should have gotten one of those. So you got, you got some news for us. What's up? I do. I'm sitting here at work watching ESPN. Uh, Andrew Luck just got placed on the IR. He is out for the rest of the season. Uh, so Does that really think- surprise anyone? No. no. No, but it made me think of the uh, the magical quarterback draft of, what, five years ago? Six years ago? Uh, the R- yeah. RG3 Andrew Luck debate about who should go number one, who should go number two, and how great they were both going to be. And now RG3 is out of the league? As far as I know. Andrew Luck is probably damaged for life. Yeah, and also, even when he did play, he was either banged up or throwing interceptions constantly. So there's that. Also, wasn't Russell Wilson was in that draft, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so I guess, uh, once again, first-round picks, man. Yeah. You love him at the time. Did Andrew Luck ever make the playoff? Uh, Yes. Yeah, he did. They hung that banner for uh, playoff runner-up. I forgot about that. Mm. Didn't they get, like, they got, like, housed by the Texans or something? Blown out by the Patriots. Oh, that was it. The Patriots. Yeah, everybody knew that was coming. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. RG3 went his rookie year and blew up his knee and was never the same. Uh, by the way, uh, I I got to say this. I, I feel bad for uh, Colts fans in, in one sense. Um, look. I don't. Well, no, no, no. In, in this sense. I, a few years ago, Aaron Rodgers uh, broke his collarbone. Sound familiar, right? Yeah. Uh, and what the Packers front office and what the Packers media coordinators and all those people, what they did basically was string fans along for eight consecutive weeks, constantly telling us that he was doing better. He's doing really good this week. Oh, he's looking really good. He's getting better. He's getting better. Oh, no, he can't play this week. All right, second week. All right, he's he's looking better. Oh, yeah, he's making progress. He's doing really well. Oh, he can't play. And they did this for eight consecutive weeks. And, I mean, towards the end of it, it was one of the most frustrating things I've ever been through as a fan. It was absolutely ridiculous how they handled it. Happy they just put him on the IR this time. I mean, obviously, this was a throwing shoulder one, so it was even worse. But that's basically what the Colts got from the start of the season. I mean, I remember hearing injury reports like, oh, yeah, no, he might miss week one. He'll be fine. Uh, you know what? Yeah, he'll, he might miss a little more time, maybe two or three weeks, but he'll be back. And it just kind of kept extending. And then naturally, they do this. I mean, it's just, I don't know if they're trying to string fans along to sell tickets or what their game plan was, but I feel bad for those people. Like that sucks. <laughs> that's that's really crappy to go through. That's that's my little piece. I just I just wanted to say that. So I, I don't. Know. Well, Ugh. I think the media in Green Bay had to behave and kind of ease people into uh, rooting for a quarterback that isn't Brett Favre because he would have been out there playing with it. Well, what the separated shoulder? He pre- <laughs> I, don't I don't know, man. No, I don't either, but the expectation was certainly there. Yeah, no, it's fair. Uh, I just, that's the one reason why I feel bad for their fans. Plus, their owner is insane, so there's that. Uh, all right. With that said, we got our news segment over. I don't think there's any other news bites of, of merit, so we'll, uh, I guess we'll get right into our picks. The way it works is each of us takes five games against the spread every week. We add up our totals throughout the season, and we've already listed those totals, so there we go. Uh, we uh, generally go in order of how we did last week, so it'll go Jack, myself, and then Colin, unless somebody gets a little lopsided in picks, because if we had the same game and all that fun stuff. So, with that said, Jack, first off, what's your new method, and second of all, what's your pick? Um, I'm just staying, uh, swinging some bullets. Just went down the list, whatever looked good. Didn't think twice about it. Well, that's what I do every week. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what do you got? Right. What do you got? Then? First pick. I got. I have another uh, West Coast team coming east in an early game, taking the Philadelphia Eagles minus eight and a half versus the Denver Broncos with their new running back, 
what's his name from the Dolphins. Kind of sucks, but I think oh, Jay will Ajayi? be a better fit on the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was bad this year. Um, granted, teams could pretty much stack the box because I don't think they were worried too much about Matt Moore or Jay Cutler throwing against him. Exactly. Um, I I was looking at this game for a while. I eventually stayed away. Um, I don't know. It just just because of Denver's defense, there's always that little factor. Sometimes it shows up. Sometimes it's gotten burned a couple times this year. So. It'll probably end up being right. I mean, Philly, man, they are looking like world beaters right now, which is really crazy to say. They did lose Jason Peters, so it's going to be interesting to see how much that affects both pass protection and the run game. Uh, so we'll see that. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think this is a bad pick at all. I, I was looking at it, so that's fair. Uh, Colin, you did not have this game, did you? No, I, I oh, did you have this game, and oh, I agree with Jack's point. The vile Jay Ajayi will be better in Philly than he was in Miami. Um Denver has two quarterbacks, which means they have no quarterbacks. Uh, I just saw that Brock Osweiler is the starter. Yeah. Uh, which I guess, yeah, I, I feel good about that. And and you mentioned the strength of the Denver defense. I'm not scared of a defense. It doesn't matter if they're turnovers. They're minus 11 in turnover ratio. That Denver, offense just turns Denver's? the ball over too much to make that defense relevant. Oh, man, yeah. And I, I kind of... I, I remembered that Brock was their starter, but I kind of overlooked it a little bit. Um, yeah, man, the Brockening, it's happening again. Oh, man, he is bad. That's going to be a disaster. Yeah, nah, more and more I'm kind of leaning that way, but I, I, I still eventually stayed away. I, I, I picked a big favorite coming up in a little bit, so that's okay. Uh, man, yeah, that's... I don't even know if that's going to be an exciting game to watch. Like, sure, you got one of the t- league's best teams in it, but like, how much are you really looking forward to watching Philly and Denver? I'm not looking forward to seeing Denver pretty much from this point forward. Ugh. By the way, Paxton Lynch, what happened to that dude, huh? <laughs> Anything? I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, they traded up to get him. How'd that work out? Ugh, he looks like a pirate. Can't throw <laughs> worth crap. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, then I guess it's my turn since you guys both have a game here. I'm going to take a team that... All of us should have been taking a lot this year because, honestly, they have covered a lot. uh, And they've just won a lot. And I think they're still ranked the number one offense in the league, the Rams. Crazy enough. Rams, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Giants. I know it's a West Coast team traveling east, early game. This is a Jack special right here. But the Rams are really good. The Giants are not. I mean, Rams have it going on both sides of the ball. Like That's a pretty stout football team. I don't... It's amazing how much um, having a really crappy coach can can make a team bad, like Jeff Fisher, and having a really good coach can make a team good, like they got this year. Um, it's interesting how much of a difference that stuff makes. Just just throwing that out there and take it or leave it however you want. Uh, but Rams, three and a half points, I, I don't think that's a lot. I mean, the Giants, what do they have right now? It's just that that team is, I don't know, defense is bad, offense is bad. Now they're suspending their cornerback what are jenkins again or indefinitely i don't know what the hell he did but that must have been fun so yeah i'm uh didn't come back from the bye week a day late <laughs> what he just didn't show up to work what a moron I, I mean i get maybe he had some sort of issue with the yeah. team and obviously he you know blew up mcadoo publicly or something you know on, on at the facility that would be my guess of what happened but come on like come on show up on time what are you doing yeah, um i mean i would also not want to play for the giants the rest of the season so yeah, but now he's not getting paid. So, I mean, yeah. there's that. So, all right. Uh, let's see. Nobody else has that game. So, I guess we'll move back to Jack for game number two. All right. Um, I will say a key point to the West Coast team traveling is that the home team has to be the favorite. It, if the uh, 
So the Rams being the favorite on the road okay. does not fall into that category. Yeah, no, I, I like that theory. All right, I'll, I'll work yeah. with it. All right, so what do you got? All right, um, I got the Atlanta Falcons traveling to Carolina. They're getting a point against a team that just gave up its number one offensive weapon. And Cam Newton's all pouty and has looked like crap the last three weeks, so I'm taking the Falcons. Okay, so you're basically just picking them to, sh- to win straight up. I forgot about the Benjamin thing all of a sudden, but uh, I, honestly, Benjamin, I feel like, hasn't been a big part of their team this whole entire season, so um, I'm not totally sure. I took it more for the uh, the locker room mentality um, aspect of it. The Cam Newton press, co- press conference yesterday was pretty big downer. He seemed pretty upset about everything, so... That's yeah, I mean, he just, what, 36 hours ago said that if he wanted to go into battle, he wanted Kelvin Benjamin next to him, and then they traded him away. Yeah, that's a weird. Um, hold on, guys. This is going to sound bad, but I got to I gotta put the podcast on pause for a second, so hang tight. I got to go talk with someone out in the hall, because Ooh. give me one second. All righty. So, yeah, sorry about that. I uh, <laughs> thought we had a disaster there for a second. I thought someone was going to come in and record, and I was like, no, this is horrible. But we're back. We're live. Um, sorry. Okay, so the last pick was Carolina, or no, Atlanta minus, or plus one. Am I, am I right I am, there? Uh, I'm trusting in Matthew Ice. <laughs> Matthew Ice. I forgot about that. All right. Uh, you know, honestly, I was thinking about taking Carolina in this game. Um, I, I just don't think losing Benjamin, I don't know. I, I don't think it. Benjamin's been kind of a bust for them. Showed up out of shape this year, overweight, so all that good stuff. Good times. Good times all around. Uh, all right, let's see. Um, so, Jack has one. Uh, that would leave, two. I guess... Oh, sorry, two. Uh, Colin has one. That means I'm up next. Uh, okay. Let's try to see if a nice... No, nope, there's no good transition I can make there. All right, then I'm going to go to the, uh, the big favorite of the week. That would be uh, Houston. Minus 13 at home. Against Indianapolis, I know they just traded an offensive tackle who's really good. I don't understand what the reasoning was behind that for a team that looks really frisky and should be able to win a division pretty easily, but whatever, that's beyond me. Um, 13 points is a lot, but here's the real deal. Um, Houston's really, really good. Uh, At least offensively, they can put up some serious points, and Indianapolis really, really sucks and doesn't scare me at all. 13 points is a ton, but honestly, if this had been 17, I would have thought about it at least. So, Oh, my. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this will be a massive blowout. So I'm, I'm taking the 13 points. I'm, I'm risking it. Um, all right. So that is my second pick there. So, Colin, you are up with pick number two. I'm going to take Seattle uh, minus seven hosting Washington. Uh, this Washington offense is very one-dimensional. Uh, they really just have the passing attack, and I think Seattle will be able to handle that. Washington's running back is named R. Kelly, and I don't believe he can fly. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, I needed, a rim, I needed a rim for shot the for that. Of this pick. Uh, <laughs> Washington will flirt with a close first half. Home field uh, will be too much, and Seattle will pull away. I expect Seattle's offense will go into ignition. Um, and even though they don't have much of a run, uh, run game, they will still be able to bump and grind with a new offensive lineman, Dwayne Brown, uh, added to give Russell Wilson a little bit of extra time. How did you not throw in trapped in the closet? I, if you have a way to work it in, please do. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. oh there it is. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> okay. It was right there. I had it. I should have. Oh, silver platter. God. I like geez. that better than the emojis. I think that was. Um, 
that was special. That was special right there. I like it. Well, thank it. you. Yeah, I, I give you props on that one. <laughs> I was able to put all those together because I'm drinking nano bubble. So, you know, they really have my mind working at a much higher level thanks to Russ there. Oh, well, I mean, you have a concussion, right? I mean, it cures them. So, you know. No, I actually don't get concussions because of the nano bubbles. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I forgot. Okay, that's how it works. Uh, either way, whatever. Prevention. You, you better believe I'm looking into adding the TB12 regimen to my uh, already liability. Mm. <laughs> my favorite thing about the TB12 method is that every teammate that he's gotten to subscribe to it has gotten hurt this season. So, yeah. really, um, Tom Brady is just unique. He's, you know, they can't be copied by anyone. Yeah, the TB12 I mean, method is for literally only Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he could just be a freak. There could be that. Just, yeah. just throwing that around. All right. So, what? We all have two games here. So, uh, back to Jack with your third pick. All right. I got the Buffalo Bills are three-point favorites at the New York Jets. I think the Bills are hot and looking like a playoff team, and the Jets are coming back down to earth a little bit after a hot start. Um, Kelvin Benjamin is probably not going to play since they just traded for him like a day and a half ago, and they're playing tonight. But they might throw him out as a decoy and might throw him out in the red zone where all you have to do is run a fade into the corner and score touchdowns so yeah that, if he plays a little surprising. bit it's a bonus yeah uh i i will jump on this I, I have been taking buffalo nearly every week and it's been panning out pretty well uh on the whole so uh, i got buffalo as well in this game minus three um fun little stat that doesn't really have anything to do with gambling lines or anything like that but uh colin can you guess how many interceptions micah hyde has this season for the buffalo bills is it two uh, well, I'll go with your guess of two. Jack, you have a guess? Oh, I'm sorry. It's way higher than that. Well, that was your guess. It's locked in. What do you got, right, Jack? Uh, four. It is five. Five? He has Ooh. five interceptions this season. Um, definitely definitely too slow for the Green Bay Packers, for sure. All righty. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's that. All right, so I have three picks down. Jack does as well. So, Colin, we'll go ahead and uh, take your third. Uh, I'm going to take Oakland minus three, traveling to Miami. Uh, Miami is terrible. They just traded away the only thing keeping defenses from an all-out attack on Cutler. They don't have a secondary, so Carl will be able to pass all over and use those high-volume receivers to run up the score. Uh, And the run game just won't be a factor here on either side. The Raiders are bad at stopping it, but the Dolphins are bad at running it. So uh, I I think the score will be high, and the – Oakland will score a lot, and Dolphins just won't be able to keep up. All right. Uh, yeah, we don't have to. This is a West Coast traveling East, but it's a night game, so it's not as crazy. That's uh, right. Jack, uh, you have this game. The, the road team is the favorite, so I'm also taking the Oakland Raiders. I do not trust whoever the Miami Dolphins throw at quarterback in a primetime game. Yeah. I don't think either one of them is going to step up to the plate. So. No, I do is... trust Marshawn in primetime, though. So oh, he's back. He's back. He's rested. Uh, you know. Yes. From demolishing high school football players in, in practice. Good good to know that. Gotta get those reps in. Yeah, good to know he's that he's back. on national TV, it seems like a good pick. I guess, I guess. Yeah, I, I gotta be honest here. Um, when I was putting together my picks, it took me about four minutes before I left for work here, and I basically just completely missed this game. Otherwise, I would have taken this in a heartbeat. So, good job on me. But uh, when you make the picks, the picks lock. That's how it works here on the Finkelcast. All right, so uh, Jack has four. That means I'm up. 
with my fourth game, Kansas City, Dallas, which is probably the biggest game of the week. I would assume it probably has the what? That's got to be the Joe Buck tandem, right? Or or Tony Romo and those guys. I don't, I'm not sure who's calling the game here, but either way, that's I would think this is probably going to be the biggest game of the week. Dallas hasn't really beat anybody this entire season. I know Washington is probably their best win, and that's not exactly saying a whole lot. Kansas City, really good at football, really good defense, offense is flying. Don't care that they're at or on the road. I I don't even. I know Dallas has a huge stadium. I really don't think it's like a huge overwhelming uh, fan advantage or anything like that. I just don't buy into that for some reason. Maybe it's because the Packers go down there and keep winning, but whatever. Either way, Kansas City is only favored by a point. I know it's on the road, but I I mean, I think Kansas City is a much better football team than Dallas. So I I thought this one was pretty easy. Uh, I don't think did either. Neither of you guys picked this game. Colin, why'd you stay away from this game? Uh, You know, I just, uh, unpredictable things happen in Dallas. It seems like there's always some crazy endings. I don't know how you went your whole preview there without mentioning that there's no Ezekiel Elliott for the Cowboys, which further cements that Kansas City minus one. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it was I because... I blocked again. Yeah, I can't keep up. I, I think I think he's I think not it's playing. back and being forced. Yeah, I think he's not playing, uh, which uh, maybe that's why I didn't go to it, just because I have no idea whether or not it's just going to get blocked last second or what. I know that there was some like emergency thing filed by the NFLPA or whatever. Either way, I mean he's he's definitely a good dude. Uh, definitely just a good wholesome man. So good stuff on him. But uh, yeah, that definitely helps. It certainly doesn't hurt the cause. But I mean, I think even with Zeke this year, I, I think they would be better by one point. I would still take him if Zeke was playing. So uh, really, I, I think Kansas City's much better. So there's that. All right, so I have yeah, four. Plus- Tyreek Hill will probably throw three or four interceptions. Dude, that was terrible. So what? Uh, Kansas City's on like the eight-yard line, rolls a uh, wide receiver pass out to the left, and instead of just eating it or just putting the tucking the ball and picking up four yards or something on, the, on a run, he decides to throw it anyways and just, I mean, it's right to the defender, four yards in front of the intended target. I mean, no chance at all. And to throw an interception in the red zone, when you're that good, I guess you can get away with that crap, but... Holy crap. I would have been so mad if uh, if the Packers had tried something like that. But then again, that would require them to be creative on offense. So, you know, God forbid. Or in the red zone. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Don't worry about that. So, <laughs> let's see. Uh, since I, I know what the last game is here. so uh, I believe so, that puts me up. I've only picked three. Yeah, I'm actually uh, going to make you pick twice here in a row. All right. <laughs> uh, for my first of two picks, I'm going to take New Orleans minus seven. Hosting Tampa Bay, uh, simple logic. Drew Brees is too good right now to bet against, and Jameis Winston is iffy at best. Man, what are they going to do down there? I feel like they've invested a ton of money in players. They have, I mean, Mike Evans is supposed to be a world beater. You know, McCoy on defense, like they have a bunch of talent down there. They just suck. You know what it is, though. I can tell you what's going on. All right, they're right. suffering from the Colin Burke double down. Uh, as a Jameis Winston, Mike Evans owner. Oh, no. I could have told you this was going to happen. Oh, no. Yeah. That, I think you may have actually told us, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, that's that's not good, man. That, that's rough. It's actually a quadruple down, too, because I have Doug Martin and uh, Cameron Bratt. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is Cameron Bratt? He's and, a tight end. He scored more points than any other tight end, I believe. And why is he not playing for the Packers? His name is Bratt. <laughs> Come on. Uh, that's a great question. He really should be. He'd be better than Martellus Bennett this season. So, <laughs> you know, there's that. Uh, let's see. So, uh, okay. Anyway, actually, yeah. for my final pick, yep. I'm going to take Jaguars. Minus four and a half hosting Cincinnati. Uh, the Jaguars are coming off a bye week. 
the Bengals can't run the ball, which just further compounds the fact that they're going to have to throw against that fearsome Jaguar secondary. Uh, Fournette took the bye week to get healthy, so I think he's going to be able to run pretty freely. And uh, what has changed? Cincinnati couldn't move the ball against the Colts. What makes us think that they could do that against the Jaguars? That's a really great point. I think there's going to be a bunch of turnovers, either fumbles or interceptions or whatever. Jacksonville's probably going to force a number of them. I mean, look, Joe Mixon has actually been kind of an interesting back. I feel like he could actually, I think he might be decent, um, which I think we all kind of knew. We just, you know, figured he would fall maybe farther in the draft than he did. But of course, well, he, he's got similar, similar issues to um, Ezekiel Elliott. He's a really stand up guy in that regard. Just class act, class act all the way around. And that one is on videotape. So go check that out, kiddies. Uh, let's see. So we are down to our last pick. Jack and I picked the same game. Jack, I will let you lead it off. All right, I'm going to take one second to say that I spent the last five minutes trying to look up Ezekiel Elliott, and I still have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I think he's suspended, but he and the NFL have both filed injunctions and appeals, and like on top of each other. I don't know what's going on. Who knows? Yeah, honestly, I don't care if he plays. Still, still yeah. taking KC. I'm okay with it that. Is very up in the air. Yeah. All right. So what uh, what do you got for right. your last game? All right, we got the Packer game. Yep. I'm taking the Detroit Lions minus two and a half at Green Bay. Any any particular reason? Um, Packers looked like crap last week. <laughs> well, two well, weeks they didn't ago. Play last week, so yeah. Well, that's the two only two weeks ago. Whatever. That's, that's <laughs> the only re- Colin, That's the only reason they didn't look like crap last week. Let's let's that's be honest. That's fair. Uh, all right. Well, then I guess let me jump in. I'll, I'll tag in here. Uh, yeah, I. Ah, boy, this is this is amazing to me. Honestly, I kind of wish this game was being played in Detroit right now, just so we could get that out of the way. But yeah, it's funny. So I, uh, you know, got a buddy who uh, watches the podcast, uh, Mike Bennett. If you're watching, what up, though? But uh, we talk. Yeah, we uh, we talk a lot about the Lions. He's a Lions fan, and uh, he's he's all worried. Apparently uh, very pessimistic about Jim Bob Cooter, which is interesting because every Lions fan I've ever heard of in the entire world was absolutely obsessed with that guy like during week two, but apparently not anymore. I realized that in national television, the Lions had five field goal drives, two of which I believe stopped like inside the five yard line, all that good stuff. No touchdowns offensively. I get it. Blah, 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 blah. So let's examine that defense. Let's see. Oh, they're playing against Pittsburgh's defense. Oh, that's a pretty good defense. Okay. Okay. Well, what's, what does Pittsburgh lack defensively that the Packers have? And that's one man, Dom Capers. I don't think Detroit's going to have any problems with a Dom Capers led defense. Let's see. There's no pass rush this season. Uh, cornerbacks are either injured or guys are 25 yards open, uh, getting gashed in the run game routinely. And uh, I mean, like, you know, when the defense needs to show up against the Saints team, uh, they do for about a quarter. And then that's about all they got. So congratulations to the Green Bay Packers. Offensively, I think we are pretty, uh, pretty certain. I would say that uh, Brett Hundley will play better this week just because there's no way he can realistically play worse than he did last week. I would hope part of that is because the coaches, I don't know, actually let him be a quarterback instead of a guy who hands the ball off and then does kind of dump passes. I mean, when you have, you know, when when you talk so heavily, McCarthy, about him being this three-year investment, how much you have invested in him, and how important he is to the quarterback room and all that stuff, and then you absolutely use training wheels the entire game, that's ridiculous. 
because I mean the Packers against the Saints were not playing to win that game. They were playing not to lose. That's a Mike McCarthy staple, whether or not Aaron Rodgers is out there or, or not. It just and I don't know, man. It's that has to change. So I I got a feeling that the Packers will open up the playbook a little bit more. My my thing that I would love to see from the Packers is to do a little more read option. They faked it a couple times early, went to it in about the third quarter. It worked once. Uh, they got eight yard run out of the play. Hunley's mobile. I mean, like Rodgers is mobile. Hunley can run. So use that. And and the other thing is, when you got Aaron Jones, who's making nice run plays in in a game when teams are crashing the line, like the Saints were. Try the play action every once in a while. Just you know, just throwing that out there. Maybe maybe do that. Um, and yeah, let's see. Oh, last point I wanted to make before I just continue to drone on forever. If you watch the Packers Saints game, they got killed by screen passes about I don't know ninety consecutive plays in a row, which got a little frustrating if you were a fan of the team because Dom Capers is incapable of adjusting at all during a game, or after a game, or before a game, or just adjusting in life in general. So I don't know. Hmm. The, the Detroit Lions have oh, like Theo Riddick, Golden Tate, guys they can run screens for. And they, you know, if I was the Lions, I would just pretty much copy whatever the Saints did. I would just do that consistently. So that, I don't know, I think that might be a little bit of a problem. So go ahead and go ahead and take the Lions minus two and a half. I think I made that pretty obvious. I don't see Green Bay doing much. I don't know. I just talked for like an hour. So, Colin, am I stupid? Uh, I mean, the the one thing I will say is, I really don't like betting against teams that are coming off of a bye week. So maybe, and I'm saying this, it's a very large, maybe the largest maybe ever, maybe the Packers offense will look better coming out of this bye week. Um, and well, I mean, they will because they Dom looked Capers, horrible. The screen pass was invented uh, after he established his defensive strategy. So, you know, he really doesn't have any answer for that. You mean when he established his defensive strategy in 1934? Well, yeah, it's really good at um, stopping the wing rushing attack. It is. It's amazing to me the rigidity of not only Dom Capers defensively, but rigidity of a franchise for just sticking behind the guy. And I, I mean, look, I don't want people to get fired just because I, you know, feel like it. And because <laughs> these guys got families, they got to, you know, provide for their families, although most of them are pretty rich. So I think they're OK, especially Dom Capers has been around for a while. I think he's he's done all right by now. But, like, if people deserve to get fired because their product sucks year after year, I mean, if I worked here at iHeart and I was atrocious at producing and being on air for going on eight consecutive years, I would assume that my that it wouldn't ever get to that point because I would have been fired at some point. And I'm not saying, like, oh, I make mistakes here and there because I do. I'm saying, like, actually legitimately suck at my job for eight years. Um, that's what we're dealing with Dom Capers consistently. Honestly... I kind of have a hope this year that the that the Packers. Like, I don't think they're making the playoffs. I don't think they have a chance. Uh, I think I saw enough that I needed to see out of New Orleans. I wouldn't be. A, I wouldn't have a problem if the Packers just shut down Rodgers now. If they pretty much just tried with Hunter the rest of the year and ended up winning like five or six games, getting a decent draft pick, you know, using that as an excuse to move on from Capers and whatever. That's my dream scenario at this point uh, because I'm not seeing. I'm not. I'm not seeing a chance for the Packers to to come back. I, I'm just not. Um, ugh, it just frustrates me to no end. And great, now I got to watch it on national television Monday night, and I get to stay up late. What a what a fun night <sighs> that's going to be. Now I will say, and I want to give a, a shout out to uh, one time, one time, two time pod uh, Finkelcast guest, my brother Michael Burke. 
he pointed out to me that in in some sort of weird perverse way, uh, Dom Capers' fate might be tied to Aaron Rodgers, because even if you were to fire Capers, it would take two or three years to implement a new defensive system with a new defensive coordinator. And are those two or three years you want a waste of Aaron Rodgers? I, I don't. I don't. I don't buy that. I I think that. Yes, it does take time. Two or three years, come on. I mean, it's it's the NFL. Terminology from team to team is not that different. Everybody says Capers runs one of the most complicated schemes in the world, which is incredible for me to even comprehend. But if that's true, whoever comes in is going to make it easier, and that's not going to make it harder for the players to understand. I think whoever would come in would still keep the team a 3-4 defense. They'd still, you know, they'd try to find a guy who does that. 4-3 doesn't really exist anymore. I just, I don't really buy that. I, I mean, I... I get it to some degree. I think it would still take some time to figure things out. And I'm not even sure that the Packers defense could make a huge leap with a new coordinator. But you can't tell me that there's not a good chance that they wouldn't make a little bit of a leap. And when you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers, and if he's healthy, all you have to do is get that defense to make a little bit of a leap to go from 24th ranked in the league to 18th. <laughs> I mean, that's like all you got to do. To make to make things uh, change just a little bit, Packers are second to last in the league in forcing forcing three and outs this season. They forced twelve, twelve. Seems bad. I mean, I listed out like I had a tweet the other week. Like the teams ahead of them are like the Browns are significantly ahead of them. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, the Bears. Actually, the Bears have a good defense, so that's kind of unfair. But I mean, it's just Forty ers are ahead of them. It's like the only team that's below them is the Oakland Raiders. That's unacceptable. I'm sorry. It's just unacceptable. So I don't know. Okay. We we have talked too much about the Packers here. This is not Packer centric pod. Um, and, and we, we, we're kind of stretching this out. So you know what? Jack? I, uh, I have one final thought on this game. Yeah. I'm like Michael Bennett. I happen to love cooters. So. Wow. There we go. Excellent. Yeah. I was Excellent. saving that one for about 10 minutes. God. Okay. <laughs> oh Yeah. It's time for Club Indigo's Grinder of the Week. Here's the real OG. That's the original grinder, Jack Anchelis. All right. Now I feel like I have to go, like, scrub the podcast a little bit. <laughs> but anyways, Jack, who's the Grinder of the Week? All right. Um, this is probably our most literal Grinder of the Week. Um, Easy. In the, in the uh, spirit of the award as well. Carlos Correa winning the World Series last night and then immediately proposing to his girlfriend. Uh, the ultimate flex. The man is living his best life right now. Also, yeah. good grind for him to be the number one overall draft pick five years ago when the Astros were terrible and actually follow through on all of his promises and lead them to the World Series. So, good on him. Yeah. And hey, uh, I'll, I'll add this. Uh, I think we can all agree. Usually, stadium proposals are about as terrible and awkward and cliched of things as you know as as there could possibly be. Uh, but when you're the star shortstop and you do it on national TV in the middle of an interview and you're as smooth as he was, because I mean, he's this his answer is like, yeah, this is one of the greatest days of my life uh, or one of the most important moments of my life, and I'm about to have another one, and then just proposes like. Killer! That was killer. <laughs> so I'm with you 100. Kyle, do you got anything to add here? Truly a clutch performance. Hopefully, this one just put all the other in-stadium proposals to shame, and we just never have to deal with those again. But I'm sure we won't because they're too big a moneymaker for the team. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess because you could put uh, messages up on the screen for four hundred dollars. You know, yeah, it's like I saw a ranking, and like the cheapest stadium to do an in-stadium proposal package in was still like two hundred and fifty dollars. Wow, must have been like Tropicana Field or something. Uh, it, it might have been. You're gonna spend multiple thousands of dollars on a ring. You could probably drop three hundred dollars on a stadium message. That's fair, but then you're taking away from the quality of the ring. And I don't know if the you know I don't know if the lady's gonna like that. But then again, yeah. if you're getting proposed to in a stadium, you're probably your expectations for life aren't really all that great, right? I mean, I don't think that's. Crazy. I do. I do want to give a shout out to perhaps my favorite in stadium proposal photo of all time is that Washington fan kneeling in knee high socks and flip flops and a camo Washington jersey. It's just. Hang that in a museum. Go find that photo. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that. I'll have to dig he's, that one uh, out. He's got the fat man chin strap beard and the backwards yeah. flat back. Oh. He's, oh. He's also living his best life. Well, yeah, he <laughs> was. the same best as Carlos Correa. He was until they got divorced a year in, I'm guessing. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We have gone long today, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and put this podcast out of its misery. We've had mid-game interruptions. Uh, some naughty jokes, which I'm probably just going to leave in the podcast because who cares and, uh, and all of that. Uh, so I'll go through all the stuff I got to do once again. Uh, check out the blog at thebig1070.com slash Joel. That's it. Yeah. Slash Joel, uh, where you'll find this podcast and other stuff. All that good stuff. Let's see. Go ahead and uh, go to iHeartRadio. Download the app and uh, you can listen to the podcast there if you don't want to watch it for some reason on YouTube.com slash Joel the F. That was a smooth little transition from one to the other. And I'll be posting this later on my Twitter account. That's at Joel Finkelman. You can also follow Colin Burke at Colin Q. Burke and Jack Angeles at Angeles. A-N-S-H-E-L-E-S. So there's that. Uh, yeah. New back, new song. Playing some boys are back in town just because uh, the boys did well this week. We're back, baby. Uh, Colin, thank you so much for joining us, man. Hey, good to you, Joel. Good to you, Jack. Sky, you ma. <laughs> oh, no row the boat. No row the boat this week. Uh, right. Boat is in choppy waters. That's very fair. Uh, Jack, thanks a bunch, buddy. I am still on team uh, hashtag free crunk juice, so... Uh, I'll see. I'll see what I can do. See what I can do. Three crunk juice. All right, we will see everybody next time on the Finkelcast. Peace out. You know that chick that used to dance a lot. Every night she'd be on the floor shaking what she'd got.